Kanban on the air. Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Growth Podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best Instagram marketer that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we are going to show you how. Now, let's get started. Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new episode of Combin Podcast. Here is your host Anne and today I'm talking to Lisa Carmichael who owns a digital marketing business where she helps entrepreneurs to stand out from their competitors and manage their reputations and legacies. She is also a published author and facilitates mastermind groups. Welcome to the show Lisa, nice to have you here. Thank you Anna, I'm happy to be here. Could you please tell me a bit more about your area of expertise? So what is that that you do and how did you get started? I started this online community pre-COVID. It was something that I was working alongside of my family and I knew that as my kids were getting older and they were facing going to college, looking at colleges, and me as an empty nester, I wanted something different. I wanted something better for myself. And I felt I was pretty good at computers, and I just felt like digital marketing made the most sense for me. And and as it turned out, it has. um, I'm able to use my skills. I'm able to be my own boss, and I absolutely love it. Okay. How do you manage to stay productive during the day? How do I keep myself occupied during the day? I am online almost all day long, <laughs> unfortunately. And I try to keep myself, uh, take myself away by by involving myself in hobbies. So I do grow flowers. I grow zinnias. I, I do make sourdough bread, excuse me, bread. And But the majority of my time is creating content that I send out emails to my customers, to my leads. And then I also post on social media, mostly Instagram right now. Okay. So your favorite social media network, right? Yes, it is. (laughs) It's just so fun. I, I, I started posting on Instagram as something just, as a place to show up and be great, show my gratefulness. So I was trying to think, okay, what, how do I fit in in the Instagram world? And just every day at 10 o'clock, I just stop where I am and I just take a shot of what I'm grateful for. And it's been working for me for a couple of years now. And I, I enjoy doing it. And I think I have people that are enjoying watching me. Yeah, that's great. And how do you structure your week to make the space you need for your writing, for blogging, for therapy, for life, for hobbies? How do I structure it? I am a self-care junkie. And I really force myself to take care of myself. And when my kids were younger, so I'm, I'm facing this empty nest syndrome thing. And when my kids were younger, I didn't take care of myself. I didn't make time for me. And so I do schedule appointments for myself, just like I would schedule a dental appointment. It's, it's so important to have self-care in my life. And if I don't take care of myself and if I'm not my own advocate, no one else is going to do that for me. Sure. So it's sure. very, very important. 
And how did you go to life work balance? So the work-life balance is comes from what I'm passionate about. And I'm so passionate about my my work on with my online business. I'm very compassionate about my emails and it's just a feeling that I feel good about and I just want to share that love with anyone that that needs it and that gratefulness that I was saying with Instagram there are people that need that and if I can be that that light that sunshine for someone that's not getting it especially in the entrepreneur world it's it's a lonely world <laughs> it was we're working by ourselves basically most of the time yeah, yeah. and talking about mental health like physical health affects all of our lives we may talk or think about it differently however so can you share what mental health means to you definitely so part of my journey of becoming an entrepreneur was based on my oldest son who's now 24 he's very high functioning on the autism spectrum and we found out when he was three years old that he wasn't at the same level as his peers and that diagnosis was the best thing uh, well the best thing that we could have done with that diagnosis was found early intervention that we found people that could help him be a better person and right now he is he's amazing he's working his dream job and he's doing everything that anyone should be doing it's just that he's a little bit far, a little bit behind But without that early intervention, I don't believe he would be at where he's at today. And with that diagnosis, I really felt like I needed to be his mom. I needed to be there for him. I needed to be his advocate. Yeah. yeah. So how do you understand this? So, yeah, I want to add, you know, a Along this journey, I did some volunteering for the National Alliance of Mental Illness. And as I got to know more moms, more parents that had children that had different mental illness diagnoses, I realized that I could never walk in their shoes. I could never understand. And anyone that tries to understand my son just won't get it because every situation, every personality is different and there will be quirks and different things that they will do that you will never anticipate. And I really believe that in the mental illness in that realm, that there are so many things that we don't understand because we can't, we can't walk in their shoes to understand. And, you know, when you add the dynamics of, you know, what they're eating, you know, what medications they're taking, what, is going on in their family life. It's just so, it, it's different for every single person. I'm happy that he's okay and that he has his dream job and that he can live his best life. I know, I know. Are you getting these phone calls? I think I've gotten like 10 calls today where it just rings and then it hangs up. <laughs> it's all these spammer, and I'm quite sure it's spamming. Yeah. So apologize for that. Okay. 
So in addition to individuals and families grappling with serious mental illnesses, the pandemic of COVID-19 has seen more people all around the world experiencing challenges with their mental health. So what do you think? What role do employers play in fostering mental health in the workplace? You know, someone that I just spoke with who started a new job, I believe right now that employers are starting to finally get it. When I worked corporately, they didn't understand. They didn't understand that I may have to take off time just like that at the drop of a hat because they didn't know what was going on in our situation. And I feel like we, since COVID, employers and employees and people have just become a lot more compassionate about what is going on in our world and how we need to take a step back and not not be as focused on the negative and what's wrong, but supporting people, building them up and helping them find better solutions. Yeah, those are very great points. And building on them, we need a change of perspective, I think, to view mental health as as important as, for example, cyber risk or other enterprise risk. And it's because it's a risk to productivity. And employers actually need to educate themselves on how to provide support, how to talk right to people, how to ask questions if they see or if they think that someone may not be doing well and how to do it in a way that people are not afraid that they will be penalized or their career will suffer if they ask for help. So how important is it for company leaders to be involved in workplace mental health efforts? I believe it's just like you said, that they need to have more compassion, that they need to have more awareness and the training it has to be there so that they can try to understand. And even if they can't understand just the compassionate training so that they know that, you know, things like this will come up. And that's really always the first step is, is our awareness so that people are aware that they don't understand what they don't, what they don't understand. Yeah. yeah. And how are have some maybe tips on how to avoid burnout on the workplace? My advice that I've given myself is, you know, recognize it that, you know, burnout happens when you can't see any other way than spiraling downward. And, you know, burnout is just looking for the bad, looking for the negative. And when you have that that awareness that burnout could be what's going on, that's the first step. And then just doing something so that you can avoid that burnout. So pick up a hobby, spend more one-on-one time with your family, or find a friend, pick up the phone and reach out, and maybe even set your set your phone aside. Should people reach out to professionals when they feel this burnout or when they feel this overwhelm? And like what uh, stage they should be on, I mean, what stage of burnout they should be on when they actually need to reach out to the professional people? You know, right now the professionals have long lines. And so the sooner you reach out, the better. And the sooner that you're in the system, the better. Because 
if you've missed, if you're missed, if someone is missed because they didn't put their name out there to say, Hey, I want to, I would like to schedule an appointment. Um, we don't want that. Our economy, our, our country, or, you know, we don't want that happening. We want people to say that they need help so that we can address that issue. So things don't spiral out of control. So again, it's just that awareness and, and the awareness is starting to happen. And that's, that's promising. That is so promising. Okay. Okay. And discipline and boundaries are connected to burnout. So, I mean, keeping your boundaries and keeping yourself disciplined, can it help to avoid burnout on the workplace? You know, I'm going to be the complete opposite, I think, of what your your expected answer might be. But I do believe in boundaries and I do believe in discipline because we sometimes we need a curb to to prevent ourselves from going over the edge. So when we create boundaries for ourselves, so let's say you want to go to the gym every every week. And and it's so easy for me to say tell, you know, somebody else, "Oh, you should go to the gym once a week." And then if they go or not, you know, it doesn't matter. But when you're telling yourself you're actually expecting yourself to show up. And the best thing that you can do for yourself is show up. So it's almost a gift, that boundary, that discipline is that you're showing up for yourself, you're showing up at the gym, and then you get that feel-good feeling of, hey, I actually showed up for me instead of that regret or that heavy luggage on your back because Another week went by and I didn't go to the gym. Another week went by and I didn't post on Instagram. Another week went by and I forgot to post on Facebook. Yeah, my audience. How can my audience learn more about you and what you have to offer? So what I've done right now is I there are two things. So my my website is everything. My website is my name with my middle initial, lisarcarmichael.com. And on my website, there's a free download where I share my secrets, my seven tips and tricks that I've used to build my online business. The second free giveaway that I want to share with you, if you follow me, subscribe to my email list, I have a five-day training module that I am sharing everything that I know about my online journey. And it's a pre-recorded five days. It's a mini group training. And if you want more information about that, just jump, um, jump on my website, subscribe to my email, and I will be sure that you, you are included in that mini training. Yeah, yeah, definitely should. Um, It's my goal, Anna, is to have, 300 to 500 people in this mini group and um, I'm, I'm just going to go for it and see, see what becomes of it. So I'm very excited because I've really put my heart and soul into it. And I feel like I've moved mountains to, to create it. So it's all created and now it's just a matter of inviting people. to yeah. I believe it will be a success. Thank you. I do too. <laughs> 
Lisa, thank you very much for coming to my show. And I have one last question for you today. What message would you like to leave my listeners with? So it may be your favorite quote, your motto, or something that helps you come through difficult moments in life. So I have to share that I I am like a non-Netflix, non-movie person. I am always working on my online business. I'm always watching mentors, um, trying to learn new training, always learning something new. But recently, I picked up a couple of chick flicks <laughs> and decided to watch. And I've, I've heard this quote, and I really think it means a lot. And it's, figure out what you want and learn how to ask for it. I'm like, wow, that just nails it. Because we do, we need to figure out what we want. That's the first step. And then once we know, then we have to learn how to ask for it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so grateful to be on your podcast today. And um, it's just, it, it's a joy meeting you face to face. I've listened to several of your previous podcasts and they're all very, very awesome. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you today. Take care, Anna. Thanks so much. This is a podcast sponsored by Combin.com. Grow and manage your Instagram safely and organically with Combin Growth and Combin Scheduler. Instagram promotion is easy. Combin.com.